Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 78, verses 23 through 29. Yet she commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. She rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate of the bread of angels. She sent them food in abundance. She caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by her power she led out the the south wind. She rained flesh upon them like dust winged birds like the sand of the seas. She let them fall within their camp, all around their dwellings, and they ate and were filled, for she gave them what they craved. Exodus chapter 12, verse 43, through chapter 13, verse 2. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance for Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it. But any slave who has been purchased may eat of it after he has been circumcised. No bound or hired servant may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the animal outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. The whole congregation of Israel shall celebrate it. If an alien who resides with you wants to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, all his males shall be circumcised. Then he may draw near to celebrate it. He shall be regarded as a native of the land. But no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law for the native and for the alien who resides among you. All the Israelites did just as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. That very day the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, company by company. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the Israelites, of human beings and animals, is mine. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 34. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and blood of the Lord. Examine yourselves, and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For all who eat and drink without discerning the body eat and drink judgment against themselves. For this reason, many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If you are hungry, eat at home, so that when you come together it will not be for your condemnation. About the other things, I'll give instructions when I come. Good morning and welcome to the 8th Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 78, Exodus 12 and 13, and 1 Corinthians 11. Um, and the uh, one thing I noticed in the readings this morning, uh, besides being about um, this central meal and how to uh, how to act and how not to act in it, um, is for the Passover, uh, all of verse, 
or chapter 12 talks about the Passover, and it begins, you know, with a reminder that this is the 10th plague and, you know, what it's going to do. Um, and now um, God is looking forward and saying, remember this, do this over and over and over again every year. Um, in uh, modern Judaism, um, the Passover is one of two um, holidays that reset a calendar. I think Yom Kippur is the religious calendar, and Passover is the civic calendar, I think. Anyway, it's a very important thing. Yom Kippur and uh, Passover are the two, I think, highest holidays of Judaism. And Passover, anybody who wants to uh, celebrate Passover has to be circumcised, um, and all the males in their house, not hired people, not people who are there because they're earn, they're getting something back, right? Um, it says if you have slaves or servants, um, then they can, they can do that. Um, any slave who has been purchased may eat of it after they're circumcised. But if a hired servant is part of your household, they can't do it. They're getting something from you in order to be there. Um, and maybe that's, you know, purity. Maybe that's like no ulterior motives or, um, you know, uh, no tit for tat kind of thing. Um, but once they do that, if an alien that resides among you wants to celebrate Passover and they're circumcised, um, then once that happens, they will be regarded as a native of the land. They cease to be a foreigner once they're circumcised. Um, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. Um, and this is the, you know, the, the centrality of, um, you know, androcentrism, um, was such that, um, the text is by extension speaking of their whole household. So a father or a husband, um, if they are circumcised, their whole family can partake of the Passover because, it's houses that do this, both originally, you know, in uh, at the tenth plague in Egypt, but also now. So, if the head of the household is not circumcised, they may not partake of Passover. But it only takes um, the head of the household being circumcised to do it. It doesn't say, yeah, I don't think it says. Um, Children and children are distinct from person in the ancient imagination. Um, so once they once they meet this rec- this requirement, they're no longer considered aliens. They're considered um, natives uh, of the land, um, and that's how important it is for circumcision and, and Passover. That once once you you know cross that threshold, there's no going back. It, well, let me say. Um, in terms of the community, um, this is a really strong prohibition against treating incomers, immigrants to the to the the nation, I suppose, um, as anything less than full members. Um, and just as you know, just as uh, Passover um, paves the way for the communion meal for Good Friday um, Eucharist. Um, there's ways that we can um, kind of mess up the communion meal as well. Um, and Passover, uh, 
once you enter, you're in. But it does have a fairly high bar for requirement. Um, but even within Christianity, Paul reminds them, uh, reminds believers in um, Corinth uh, to examine themselves before they eat and drink, um, not just morally, which I think he's implying, um, but also literally. Um, he's, he mentions earlier about, or I'm sorry, later, if you're hungry, eat at home so that you don't come and, and eat all of it once you get here. Um, but it's also because it talks about people who are hungry um, and those who are weak and ill, some have died, that the food is really important, um, that it's both symbolic, but it's also real. Um, in another passage, I think, I don't think it was this week, maybe last week, we talked about how, you know, some people, no, I think it was this week, some people like eat too much and are stuffed and other people don't get to partake because all the all the other assholes have gone first and there's no, there's no bread of communion left for those at the end of the line. And that's not fair. And the people of God, if not, if anything else, they're fair, um, certainly to one another. Um, and so... Drinking and eating judgment against yourself is not just a moral problem. If you're angry with another believer and you enter communion and you still hold a grudge in your heart, you drink your own condemnation. But also, if you're of means and you go hungry and you eat too much, then you also eat your own condemnation because you're depriving a more needy brother or sister in Christ from sustenance, spiritual and uh, corporeal sus- sustenance. Um, so there's a uh, the any boundary there might be between the spiritual and the real world, the the sensible or the the tangible world is permeable. Um, that they are intricately connected, um, such that if you know nobody should go hungry and nobody should suffer um, just because somebody else has so much and they've. They failed to examine themselves. Um, and uh, the military, I always liked how those who had more, you know, the officers, always ate last. Um, every unit I went to, it was it was it was an unspoken rule. I don't know if they teach officers this or what. Um, but ever since I was a private, the lowest ranking always ate first, just like the slowest guy in the team runs in the, at the front. It's this leveling, right? Um, if you've got this fat paycheck and um, you don't have any student loans because you went to an academy or something, you get to eat last. And there'll probably be some left, but if there isn't, you're going to suck it up, not the person who's already been sucking it up. Um, and, you know, I was trying to think, I can't remember when this came into my mind, but it was the last couple of weeks. Like, could I remember an officer who like jumped the line or was like, or like didn't really, um, get it. Um, and there was this guy, I don't want to, he, it was at Bragg's. It was my first duty station and he did jump. He jumped the line. He was just clueless. And he was kind of like, he was happy clueless. He wasn't like, um, insecure or he wasn't all that insecure. And this was also before nine 11. Um, but I remember, I'd been in at least a year by then. Yeah, because he, he had replaced our first officer. Um, 
and I was just, I was flabbergasted. Like I couldn't believe they didn't know. So maybe they don't teach officers this. I think he was an academy guy. I can't remember. Um, but it becomes second nature. Um, so I said, when I saw it happen, I was like, is this the matrix? Like, how do you, how do you not know? Is there is something going on that I don't understand? Um, cause we'll eat by, by unit, by team, but all the officers would eat last. So like, um, uh, I don't, uh, one squad would eat and then, you know, all the squads would eat and then the platoon sergeant, but then the another platoon would eat and the platoon sergeant, but the platoon leaders and the company commander would all eat last. Um, it's again, this great leveling, um, that we are not unfair, at least certainly to one another. Like we might be unfair to others. That's another issue. Um, but within, um, within the community, this is the purpose of it, that all things should be level and fair, um, that those who have should not, um, make those who have not suffer needlessly. And once you're in, you're in. If you do all these things that make you a member, then you shouldn't be treated as a non-member. Um, because if we do, if we if we create unfairness and injustice within the community, um, when we eat and drink of, the, of communion, we eat and drink our own condemnation. Paul's real kind of stark on this. Um, that's kind of like his his uh, more heavily Jewish background as opposed to Hellenized background. A lot of the uh, Hellenistic Jews were more Gentile kind of in appearance. But anyway, um, so don't make it more difficult for other members of the community, at least. I mean, you shouldn't be doing it to outsiders either, but remember that we're one body. Uh, remember that um, to be made equal, some do give up um, a little bit so that others might have just enough. And that seems to be the model that God is trying to um, instill in the people from the very beginning. A Prayer for the Good Use of Leisure from the Book of Common Prayer O God, in the course of this busy life, give us times of refreshment and peace, and grant that we may so use our leisure to rebuild our bodies and renew our minds, that our spirits may be opened to the goodness of your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.